three. Well, I'm excited today about what God's doing. We listen to the news six days a week, tells us what the devil's doing. If you want to know what the devil's doing, just turn into the news. And uh, if you want to know what God's doing, we're going to turn into the good news. And God is bigger than the devil. <laughs> so we're going to take the the best report and the highest report of the Lord. And that's going to be what we say and believe. And the rest of it, you can just take it that about 75% of it's manufactured nonsense anyway. And, uh, don't, you don't even know what you're watching. I had a, I had a member of the president's secret service tell me that uh, they, and, and I went on a tour of the secret service building, which the location everybody knows, but it's supposed to be secret. But in the basement, this is where they park all the limousines and everything for the president. It's pretty cool. And the outside is a 1940s facade. And on the inside is glass and steel and looks like, you know, the movie Men in Black. It looks like all futuristic and weird. But anyway, they have this one room and it's like 12 to 20 big screen TV uh, video monitors. And they have an, uh, a team of analysts that sit there and watch all the news reports to see if there's any threats, you know, to the president. And he said that usually when you will go by there, Secret Service agents are on the floor laughing at the ridiculous reports from the news because they're so ridiculous. They're not anywhere near the truth because they have inside information. And so just to let you know that what you're watching is primarily fiction. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, some kind of floor director's idea of how to sell newspapers, as they used to say. And so, uh, I don't know what I said all that for, but I think it's true. I think what it is is propaganda. We're watching propaganda and it's, you know, it's which side that you're on, so to speak, will be which propaganda you like. But uh, it's all baloney. But thank God, the news, this news, the Word of God, is true. And it's always true, and it will always be true. Let God be true, and every man a liar. And I say, including myself, I'd rather call me a liar than God a liar. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you can see I'm all fired up. I'm so tired of the world, and it's nonsense that we're not going to live there. Amen? We're going to live in heaven on earth in the things of God. And I was thinking as we were singing there and everything, what we need to start doing is when they give a bad report and how awful it's going to be and all the bad things coming, we need to shout at the TV, Jesus is Lord. (laughs) Amen? The Republicans are not the Lord and the Democrats are not the Lord. And if you think, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'll just tell you right now, I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm a registered Republican and I'm a conservative. But if you think the Republican Party is some kind of anointed, you know, system in the world, you're absolutely crazier than you look. I mean, you know, we, (laughs) 
you know, we kind of agree more with their ideas than maybe the other side from a church and Christian point of view. But I mean, none of those folks really are like specially anointed of God to do whatever, you know. And, and uh, we just have to pray for our leaders that they don't go crazy. That's really what the scripture says. Pray for them so that we may live a peaceable life. And one of our prayers is, Lord, don't let them do the worst damage that they can do. I don't mean to sound cynical, but I'm not a rah-rah Republican pastor. I'm a rah-rah Jesus pastor. Amen. And uh, I, I don't know about all that. You know, I have seen a lot of stuff and things, things I know behind the scenes. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, the whole place is a swamp. And, uh, and stinky. So, thank God we're far away from there. Thank you, Jesus. And so, I don't know, I guess if the FBI comes and knocks on my door, I'll offer them a coffee. Um, second Timothy 1-7. Anybody got the victory in here today? Amen. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Uh, I'm going to preach on living in the no fear zone. We need to live in the no fear zone. You turn on that TV and I'm telling you it's the fear report. It's COVID. Now they're saying new strain of COVID. And I mean, come on. And, uh, you know, uh, and everything's falling. Even the Christians are on TV saying everything's lost. We're all going down the tubes. No, praise God. <laughs> Our, some trust in chariots and some in horses. I'll put my trust in the name of the Lord our God. If God be for us, who can be against us? Praise God forevermore. We're going to lift up the name and the authority of Jesus. End of story. Say, well, you know, I, I saw one preacher talking about the politics of this last election and said, you know, you're being irresponsible as a pastor if you don't get up and tell all the details of the, of the thing. I'm thinking, why do we need to do that? That's what they got the news for. I mean, they can tell you anything more than you want to hear. Or no, I'm not here to run a political campaign. We're not here to endorse candidates or curse others. We're here to preach the gospel. This pulpit is a, to me, is a holy, sacred desk. And it's only to be used to lift up Jesus and teach and preach the Word of God. Amen. Glory to God. If you want to go to a rally, go. But we're not going to have a rally here. Amen. Only Jesus rally. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't even think the Lutherans built this building for it to become some kind of a political auditorium or issues, but only to lift up Jesus. Amen. Praise God. All right. We love Lutherans. They're fine. For God hath not given. I like what Brother Hagin said. I only want what God gives. I don't care about anything else. And if it's not from God, I don't want it. 
So it says, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, literally, that word fear there means timidity. And then the power, love, and a sound mind part has to do with boldness. You're going to see how that works with another scripture that we're going to read in a minute in the book of Acts when the church was threatened. And what they prayed for was boldness. Isn't that something? It wasn't, Lord, help us not be afraid. Lord, comfort us. But it was, give us boldness. Amen. So fear and timidity there, really it's the same thing. Timidity means for you to shrink back, be afraid to say, be afraid to act, be afraid to do. But praise God, God did see it says there in Amplified, God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Look at this, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear. Amen. Look at this. He has given us a spirit. Say, I've got the right spirit. <laughs> Woo! I want to shout and kick today. Kick the devil right in the teeth. Of power and love. These are good words, aren't they? And of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Pastor Scarlett mentioned, I think, last week uh, at some point about we had had lunch recently with Pat Harrison, who is our dear friend, and uh, uh, who, who Pastor Scarlett considers her her mother in faith. Amen. It's Kenneth Hagin's daughter, and we had a nice dinner with her and some other friends. Anyway, uh, we had brought up to her about one of the stories that's in uh, my new book, uh, A Deep Settled Peace. And it was, it's about Pat Harrison. I didn't put her name in the book, uh, but it is about her. The story, when you get the book and read it, you'll see. And so what she talked about, uh, um, a fellow, uh, a guy that was in business with her, they had a publishing company, Harrison House Publishing in Tulsa. And she's, she finally gave us some of the details, better details than what we even have uh, written. But she said there was five companies that they were trying to sell. And one of the banks or whatever that was involved or one of the financial people was literally trying to rip them off, take all their money and leave them with nothing. And uh, so they've got this meeting going. I love that part about calm because they have this meeting going and they are saying horrible things at this meeting. There's a there's let me tell you who's at the meeting. It's like a boardroom. You got attorneys and bankers. Can you imagine? You've got attorneys and bankers, the buyer, the sellers, everybody. And here's Pat. And she's literally sitting there. The guy that told the story said she's sitting there filing her nails and kind of rolling her eyes and looking completely disinterested. Well, they're, they're yelling at each other, perhaps cussing. I mean, they are upset, these businessmen. And they're talking about millions of dollars. And finally, one of them said, Mrs. Harrison, do you understand 
that you could lose your home. You could lose everything you have. You're sitting here filing your nails and you don't act like you don't care. She says, I don't care. I figure y'all are going to do whatever you're going to do. So just fight it out. I don't need to be in on it. Now that, folks, is like supernatural. And so I love that. Brother Hagen said one time that uh, he was pastoring a church back in the 30s, <laughs> 40s, little Assemblies of God church somewhere, and they had a board meeting. I've seen board meetings like this with churches. <laughs> had a board meeting, and the, all the board members got into it with each other, you know, arguing. And Brother Hagin was sitting at the table. He's the pastor. He's twiddling his thumbs and rolling his eyes, kind of. And they looked at him and said, Well, Pastor, you haven't said anything about this. You act like you don't even care. He said, I don't care. Y'all just fight it out. I don't care what you decide. Well, one of them said, Well, Brother Hagin, you don't even look like you would care if the church burnt down. He says, well, why would I care then? It's too late. We just have to build a bigger one and a better one. Well, that went over big. Because folks want you, you know, if they're all stirred up and, you know, uh, as as my dad used to say, what did I say? Yes, fussing and fuming. They're all fussing and fuming and you're not fussing and fuming with them. They don't like that. It makes them matter. But there's Mrs. Hagen, Aretha, she was at the meeting too, pastor's wife. And they're driving home. And she said, well, Kenneth, I kind of agree with some of the church members. She says, I don't think you'd care. And then they're, they're, by then they're on the front porch of the house. He's jiggling the keys to get the door. She says, I don't care. I don't think you'd care if me and the kids dropped dead right here on the porch. He says, well, why would I care then? It'd be too late. He said that didn't go over at all. And he said it was a cold night in the bedroom that night. It was cold. <laughs> but I want to tell you something that this spirit of calm is what was on Jesus when they're in that storm going across the water. And it's funny because they're bailing water and the ship's taken on water and it says Jesus was in the back of the ship, hinder part, it says, asleep on a pillow. He's in the middle of a storm and he's sleeping. Now this doesn't go over with the water baler people. And so the balers are finally wake him up. He said, what? And they said, Master. You don't even care if we perish. <laughs> I love this. You don't care thou not. See, that's Shakespearean sounding. Nesta, carest thou not? You know, anyway. <laughs> carest thou not that we perish? You know, like you don't even care. He got up and address the wind and the waves, and there was peace, amen. First thing he said was peace. Peace, man, peace. <laughs> Praise God. And the, everything calmed down. Everybody say calm. Yeah. 
This is the message too. Stay calm in Jesus' name. Don't let the news and the government and anybody else rile you up and upset you. You stay. I'm, I'm walking in the peace of Jesus. Amen. Like Reverend Ike said one time, you can't lose with the stuff I use. Praise God. And you can't lose with this stuff we use. Amen. The rest of the world, they're all on Xanax and God knows what, trying to stay calm. And we got something better than Xanax. Amen. Or whatever else you're hooked on. We are walking in the peace of Jesus. We don't need anything else. We don't need a pill. We don't need a drink. We don't need anything. We've got Christ and His peace. Woo! Like that little chorus. He's all I need. Amen. Yes! Anyway, Pat said that God got involved. If you'll stay in peace, faith will flow through you. And the authority of God can go flow through you. And God will use you as an agent of calming that thing down. They, anyway, these disciples, they get Jesus up and all upset and they're like, whatever. And he said, when, when did you start fearing? Remember the no fear zone. Jesus was living in the no fear zone on the same boat in the same storm, the same water. He's in peace and they're in fear. And he said, wherefore didst thou doubt? And then he said, um, how is it? I love this question. Because one of those how is it questions, those are difficult to answer. He says, how is it? Or how is it possible that you have no faith? So faith and peace work together. Don't say you're a faith person if everything that happens you freak out. You're not a faith person. You're a fear person. <laughs> but you can get in faith if you'll get in peace. Amen. Again, you should buy, you should buy my book because I'm going to sell books today. You on TV. You should buy our book because it talks about the preparation, the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And then you're handed your, your sword of the spirit, the word, and the shield of faith. But you can't go out there with a sword and a shield and be barefoot. You gotta have your feet shod with the preparation for all prepared of the gospel of peace. That means you're nailed to the ground with these shoes, these Roman shoes, and you stand there and fight to the victory with faith and the word. It's all there. Glory. He's given us. So that means you already have it. Lord, let me have this peace in the name. Ah, you know, no, you don't have to go through all that. You already have it. Like that girl at Rama, you know, laid hands on herself and she passed out in the spirit. That's anointed when you knock yourself out. No. Has given us a spirit of power and of love. It all works together. And of calm. And of a well-balanced mind. You're not crazy. 
and discipline and self-control. Whoa, glory to God. In other words, we are confident in our God. In a sense, we're all sitting filing our nails. Now just remember when you turn on the news to remind yourself, this is, you know, like if you've ever had on a movie or something, you got a little kid there, it gets a little scary. And you say, don't worry, it's fake. It's all, it's just TV. That's what you need to say when you watch the news. Don't worry, it's fake. It's just TV. Brother Horton, you're just nuts. No, I have a well-balanced mind that God gave me. If you don't like it, go talk to him. All right, now look at Isaiah. You like these scriptures? Got a few more. We won't keep you here terribly late. Just like nine hours. This church, y'all are so rabid for the word that I think you'd, you'd sit there nine hours if I did it. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not! (laughs) I love it. God's always telling us, don't have fear. Fear thou not, for I... Why? Because I am with you. Yeah, if you were just stuck out in the world by yourself, you might have cause for fear. But we have no cause for fear. Well, Brother Harden, you obviously haven't read the newspaper this morning. It doesn't matter what's on it. We fear not because or for I am with you. Say God's with me. Now, if God's with you, why would you fear? Be thou not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. Yay. Sounds like Ernest Angley. Yay. Okay. Yay, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. He's going to hold you up in righteousness. And the devil and hell and sin and destruction cannot overcome the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. The devil has to bow his knee to that. Stay in that. Don't get into your stuff trying to merit something. And Well, Lord, I know down here below in this old world. You know, we need to stop singing that stuff. Because we're not down here below in this old world. We are more than conquerors, (laughs) and we're the occupying force. I'm telling you, this crazy government, they can, they can, uh, that we have can, um, persecute the church all they want, but they need to, the world needs to realize the church is what's preserving this earth from becoming hell on earth. The only reason there's any blessing at all down here is because of the church. We are the preservers. We're the salt. That's a pretty important job to do. So they can, they, you know, they're, they're, it's stupid to persecute the church. They ought to be blessing it. The government should say, how can we help you? 
Well, they're, they're not going to do that, but they should. Look at Acts 4. Do you like that Isaiah scripture? You need to write that down somewhere and put it on a sticky note and put it on your bathroom mirror and put it on your refrigerator and put one on the TV. Right across Nancy Pelosi's face. Case her mask slips. She got that sticky note on the... <laughs> Duct tape, exactly. Acts 4.29. Oh, I'm just having more fun than any preacher should. And now, now see, we know this scripture. Y'all know I've taught on it, especially in our prayer meetings that we've had through the years. I've taught on this as how to pray when there's a threat. Uh, I think I have a, a sermon on it, how, how to answer a threat. And this is how you do it. And we're not going to go through all this because that's not really the theme. But I do want you to see this in the time of threatening. Now, what's the threat supposed to do? It's supposed to put you in fear, right? Um, if, if somebody's threatening you, it's to get you to back down, to back off, back away, and get and get in and get in fear. Are you listening? But so they prayed and they talked about all the things. They said, "Now, Lord, look." They're telling the Lord to look. Lord, behold their threatenings, and Lord, have mercy on us and have them back off. Is that what it says? No. What did they pray for when they were talking about beholding the threat in juxtaposition, I like to use that big word, in juxtaposition to the threat, what's the prayer going to be? Boldness. Mm. Now, if you're going to be bold, it means you're not in fear. How do you deal with a bully? You have to bust them in the mouth. Amen? Anybody ever been bullied at school or whatever? Now, my father, being the church of God pastor and everything, he taught me to turn the other cheek and all, unless you're in school and somebody's trying to just grind you into the dirt. I mean, you can get in trouble. You gotta, you gotta stand up for yourself a little. I'm not advocating violence, but I'm saying that sometimes you got to push back a little, right? If you got Billy whatever running his mouth at you, eventually you might have to bust him one to get him to back off. If you don't like it that I said that, well, then just erase this part of the tape and you'll be all right. Amen. That's right. Mute the the mute. Somebody said that was the three benefits of, of staying at home to watch church is you can go to church in your pajamas. You can have popcorn while you watch the service. And you can mute the pastor when you don't like what he's saying. Amen. Um, anyway, they're saying, Lord, behold the threat. These people are being bullies. Bullies. 
I'm telling you, it's just like the year of the bullies. The devil's a bully. Because really, he's been stripped of his... Don't ever forget that. He's been stripped of his power. The only reason he can do anything on the earth is because people give their authority to him to work. He doesn't have any other than that. We're not, we're not living with the same... The devil is not living with the same laws that govern things since Christ paid the price as he was before that. You understand? I think he's so deceived. He thought when Jesus went to hell to defeat the devil there, the Bible says that he did, and he became sin, I think the devil thought when he becomes sin, he's mine. But Jesus said, you tear this temple down and in three days the Lord will raise it up. (laughs) Glory to God. So the devil came up against faith and lost. And he will always lose. Have I got any saved people in this building? He will always lose when faith presents itself. The only way that a bully can prevail is if everybody's afraid of his masquerade. The evangelist has come out tonight, today. And so, ha! Glory, that inspires me. So when, when the devil was met with faith, he lost. David Ingalls wrote a song called Paralyzed. It's about the devil. <laughs> it said, Jesus won the victory. Amen. Do you believe that? Yeah. You don't believe you've got a victorious Christ. I don't know what kind of religion you've got going, but it's something not right. <clears throat> Acts 4.29, again, it says, Behold the threatening grant unto thy servants, that with all timidity... We just want to get along with everybody. With all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. Now, isn't it interesting that their boldness is what got them in trouble to start with? And then there's a bully in town and raises up and and God and 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 their prayer is give us more boldness, make us bolder. I pray that for the church today, in America especially, around the world. The more that we're pushed on and persecuted and spit on and cursed, the louder we get and the bolder we get. In Jesus' name. Hebrews 2.15. Just one more scripture. Can you handle one more? Talking about the world and the way people are before Christ. We'll just read this one little verse. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 
Look at that. All their lifetime subject. It's the fear of death that drives the world. It's the fear of death that drives people to become desperate and do some of the things they do. They're afraid of dying. Well, that's kind of ridiculous when you think about it because everybody, if Jesus tarries, is going to die. I mean, that's just a part of life. Amen. You're not going to live forever in this world, in this state. Amen. Now, you do live forever. We are eternal beings. Amen. But just not in in these earth suits. They eventually wear out. But praise God, that's why we don't have to be afraid of dying. I've had people say, you're going to that, you know, third world country. They've got this plague. The food's nasty. The water's dirty. You get a worm from drinking the water. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Are you sure? I'm not afraid of dying. Praise God. Because I'm not going to identify with this. Well, it got quiet on this one. I don't even know if I want to talk about this, Pastor. Well, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) I love that movie with, uh, what's it called? A Few Good Men. And they got the courtroom drama, you know, and the, 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 the law, the lawyers interviewing, um, um, the, the three-star general or whatever. And he's saying, I want the truth. And he goes, you can't handle the truth. You know, that's a great exchange. <laughs> Deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I'm telling you, Jesus came to set us free. He came to deliver us from bondage. Subject to bondage. We're not subject to bondage if we'll stay out of fear. Amen. Now I'm going to tell you a little resolution here that, you know, we've got to resolve this. Well, how do I stay out of fear, brother David? I mean, there's a lot of serious things going on. There's, there's illness. There's, there's, they're talking financial, you know, economic ruin. They're talking you know, real estate problem. There are all these things are being, are being spoken on us. How many know what I'm talking about? If you, I mean, the news is bad. The news is bad. But praise God, we've got the report of the Lord. How do you stay out of fear? Get your nose, if it ain't there already, in this. I keep breaking the binding on mine because I just, and then I don't want to get a new, I got new Bibles. Scarlett gave me a beautiful one recently, but I go back to this one because all my notes are here and I've got stuff marked and I don't know. I've been preaching before and I would hit the the pulpit and my pages fly out of the Bible and sometimes I'd lose whole sections and then I'd turn to a scripture and it's not there. The devil done stole my scripture. Anyway, I'll calm down a minute. Praise God. Get your nose in the word. And, 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 and when, when the TV gets too much to bear, turn it off. There's a button that you can press that says off. And turn it off and turn on some praise music. 
and begin to lift up the name of Jesus and worship Him and declare that He's Lord over your state and your city, your nation, your state, your city, your community, your street, your house. And declare the word of the Lord. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Woo! Amen, amen. Well, we just don't know what's going to happen and everything. Stop in the name of Jesus. That's the way the world talks. We're not, we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're not going to talk like them. All they do is talk fear. Amen. Psalm 91 belongs to us. No plague. How many? I don't care if they come up with 278 strains of virus. It all, it, it is all subject to Psalm 91. No plague shall come near our dwelling. In Jesus name. All right, praise God. I could just go on and on, but I won't. Because then I'll get complaints. Praise God. We have a special file for complaints. It's kind of circular. And from there it goes to the shredder. Ah, hallelujah. Amen. All right, let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. Thank God for His Word. Thank God for His truth. Thank God for faith. Thank God for peace. Thank God for calm. Hallelujah. We say to these storms of of uncertainty, we say to these storms of political and civil unrest, we say to the storm that's being predicted of, of, of mass rioting next week, in Jesus' name, peace be still. Peace be still. That, that spirit of riot, the spirit of murder, the spirit of vandalism, the spirit of theft, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We take authority over you in Jesus' name. We say you bow your knee to the will of God. You bow your knee to the name of Jesus. You bow your knee to the peace of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Shout to the Lord with a voice of praise. Shout to the Lord. Jesus is Lord over these United States. Jesus is Lord over Washington, D.C. Jesus is Lord over the state of Florida. Jesus is Lord over Pinellas County, over Pasco County and Hillsborough County. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And Jesus is Lord over Holiday. (laughs) And over 2205 Arcadia Road. In the name of Jesus. And whatever your address is. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. We praise His name.